And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Today we got Eddie Trunk and Shuli from the Stern Show, which you were all hopped up about. Yeah. Apparently you were nervous about my last podcast. I would like to discuss that with everyone else here. That would be more fun. <laughs> That's fine. That'll be very fun. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm up for that. Um, but I am going to talk to you about it today. Okay. We can do that, too. Let me call Chris right back. Well, that'll be fun, too. Chris, the manager... The manager. Chris, the manager. The manager. Everybody's saying. Come on, I just called you. He's playing on the phone. Not, it'd be going beep right there. Yeah. Hi, you reached the voicemail box of Chris Shields. Please he leave your name. He doesn't talk to you. Method, and I'll contact you as soon as possible. Whoa. Hey. At the tone. I've never heard him sound like that. Huh? I've never heard him sound like that. Sounds very cordial. It's very business-like. Very business. Business Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Business Chris. Hey. Oh, there he is. Hold on. Chris. Chris. Hey, Hey, quick question. Uh, Are Uh you, maybe, maybe we can go down Thursday night. Do you think the theater, if they have nothing going on, would allow us to set up Thursday night and actually rehearse in there Thursday night? Yeah, if they don't. I mean, that's a, that's a Matt Frost, Jared Martin question. Got it. Okay. I mean, but that's an extra night. Of, that's an extra night of hotels on here. Yes, I know. I know. That's fine. All right. All right. Thank you. Want you. me to ask? You're gonna. You're gonna ask. Could you ask? I'd love you to death if you did. I'll take care of it then. Don't worry about it. My spaghetti plate's getting bigger and bigger, and I was meatballs on there, and I was bringing big ziti. I can't eat this much. <laughs> I got it. I'll take care of it. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome, Jeff. Right, bye. Talk to you in a bit. Bye. Okay. There we go. So we'll see if we can get to Falls Church early. Maybe do like if there's listeners and you uh, hit me up on Facebook. Have contest winners. Or or just no because yeah. if you're a listener and you're gonna go to Falls Church maybe you get to I would like it it can't be that many people because mm-hmm. this is everywhere how many people are actually near Falls Church and going to the Falls Church show you should be able to come to our rehearsal that might be pretty cool that would be if fun. we allow just like five to ten people tops mm-hmm. to sit in while we're rehearsing and watching us just yell and I like stuff. that I like yeah that. why not all right. That sounds good. All right. Yeah, so I'm in Arizona, and um, 
We haven't been able to do the podcast for a while. It's busy, and I guess we've just been busy. We haven't been able to do bits. I, I want to get back to doing fun bits. Yeah, and with the Knitting Factory shows, that's screwed everything up. They did. There were Monday. You're right. No, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, we'll go early and we'll do podcasting. And it's <laughs> That's yeah. never going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen ever at any show. No, no. <laughs> uh, so that's, you're right. That's kind of what happened with all that jazz. And that's fine. Uh, so I got it, I guess, from my last podcast. You know, I was talking about my mom and I was not in a very good place. So, and I get a call from you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to put in this work. If I'm scared, no, 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 no. I think you hear that wrong. It's me going. You know, maybe Metal Mike's got a point. Maybe, maybe Metal Mike's the smart one here. What do you mean? Well, he's very protective of himself and kind of going, "Look, I don't want to do this and say this is going to happen in the future." And maybe he's the one who winds up being like. You know, people say, you, you got something signed? You got something? And I go, no. And then I hear him do like, why is he doing that? Why is he doing this? And then it's like, oh, maybe that's happening. So what, let's say we sign something. What is on that signature? Oh, I don't know. But, or. Like you're guaranteed? No, but I mean, it's kind of like, would you do, would you do, do a year's worth of stuff, put in all the hard work? And then if someone get all the benefits of the hard work, you know, that's, okay. that's kind of like. What is the benefits? I don't know. Well, there might be none. Because to me, the benefits are just, I don't know, your tour dates. Yeah. Uh, whatever else happens, I guess. What else could happen? Uh, you make more records, make more songs. You plan oh, on making more touring, records. Touring. Touring, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what, I don't understand where, <laughs> what that does. Like where? All right. Let's say let's say we're gonna have a contract, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to be in for a year. Now, what what do you what goes in there? Well, no, no. There say there's if there well, if there's not a contract, that's where you go. Where Metal Mike goes, look, I need this for just the time I'm putting in now because who knows what's gonna happen in the future. Sure. And then, then if if nothing happens, it doesn't matter. And if something happens, he's like, that's fine because the time I put in. I got sure paid for, you know? Yes. But if he did all that and asked for nothing, and right. then it's like, oh, here's the, here's the big tour where you're going to get a bunch of money every night. Sure. You're not doing it. Then he goes, well, it would have been great if I just got something for all that past stuff. I get that. But that's what he's doing. That's what he did. Like, that was his whole reason. Yes, but he also was not a... He doesn't look at it as a as a band. I don't think. Why not? I don't know. I can't answer that. What would make it that though, for him? I have no clue. You give him a fat percentage of whatever you're going to create and all that jazz, but then you're dealing with, okay, now I'm in a society where I'm out promoting. I'm out creating. Right. I'm out finding. I'm now paying all the 10% to this person, right, right. 15% to that one. Mm-hmm. You guys are making more money than me. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping you from all that. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the hit, and you right. want money? Who? It's just like, now you want a percentage of what we're going to make? Like, what, what, it, what do you want out of that? I don't understand what 
what it is. If we were if we were a new if we were a band, right? At the end of the day, you took this journey, and Joe, mm-hmm. right? right. And, the, yeah. and the metal mic kind of came along. But the, I'd, I'd say the core has always been you and Joe. Right, yeah. All right? We're mm-hmm. the ones, I'm the ones that said, I want to do this, I want to do this. Or can you, or do you know how, to, you want to come on the journey? Mm-hmm. Yes, in, boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went on the journey. I would try to create some. I need a, I need a chug. I need mm-hmm. a blah, blah, blah. I need a, there was, there was a short time where you would say, hey, I got a riff. Mm-hmm. And we even we either use it or we mm-hmm. don't. Or I'll say, I want a I want a song that sounds like this. It's it goes in different ways. And you came, you're like, oh, dude, it's like a Sabbath thing, which led mm-hmm. to mind control, uh, the unexplained, mm-hmm. uh, which is your writing credit. No, I don't get that one at all. Which one do you? Band or din, 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 not that's that yours. one? Uh, um, Sugar Rush. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Dick Tonight? Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Yeah. Okay, so that was some, that was a metal meat, metal meat. No metal closet. That was called metal. Closet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what did that turn into? Tonight. Yes, yes, yes. We didn't want to be coming out of the metal closet. <laughs> right, right. So right. So wait, well, our titles were the Metal and Me, right. Metal Closet, the closet, right. heavy metal, metal man. And I, and now you see where Rob was. You know, he's. Like what? What do you guys have? Why do you guys have to have metal in every, every song? <laughs> every song is metal in it. What are you doing? Um, so again, all right. Let's go back to okay. Now we're in workload. You're, you're like, well, why am I going to put in the work if I'm not guaranteed anything? No, it's not. Guar- it's not necessarily guaranteed. It's me going. Be logical. Be smart, and go. Do I go here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I'm off this month. Make sure this is good. I can't do this, can't do this because I need these days set. I got to worry about the rehearsals for this. This is coming up for the yeah. next month and a half, and then go. Oh, but wait, we might be auditioning two guitar players, right? And do they you- need a guy to audition. They need me to audition, guys. Okay. Now I go. Well, what if that's happening? Why should I be going? Why should I be going? Let me clear my whole schedule, make sure I have this, make sure make these phone calls, make sure I have rehearsal days open because I know these shows are coming up and this whole month there's three weekends that I don't do. Sure. But because they want to make sure that they might not find anyone, mm-hmm. so they need me still. And they need someone to rehearse with. Sure. They need someone to audition with. Sure. But they can't say that yet because then they have no band to audition people with. Well, I can assure you that's not the. I know. I'm just saying. Right in my head. So that's, that's in your head where you. That's were thinking. where I go. I go. Which yeah. I go. Well, that's pretty stupid of me to go. If if it winds up happening, that's me looking back, going, "Well, that was a dumb thing for me to not." Take Let me ask you to. this though, mm-hmm. which I totally understand where you come from. Knowing me, right? Since you've known me, exactly. Do you? I think I'd be that heartless. No. I don't. I don't. That's why I kept going, where's Jim? But you start, what happens is, I understand, I learned so much just about bands because now I see it's the outside world Mm -hmm. that start infiltrating. Or trying to infiltrate. I go, well, what if Jim doesn't have much of a say in this? Oh, I have say. But what if you don't, what if it's kind of like, 
well, we'll put this much into this. If it goes this way, we'll put this much in if it's going this way. And you go, all right, well, now it's a matter of do I want the label to be pushing for me? Do I want them to do as much as they can? Do I want in that kind of then you kind of have to go like, well, I got to make a decision. Do I want this to go as far as I could because of what the people pushing it? Mm-hmm. Again, yes. as far as I'm concerned, yeah. I think you're the one pushing it. I am. I know. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to be me. I know. And that's why I even, you know, I'll call the head manager, the right. manager of managers. Right, right. And I'm like, listen, have to do this, 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 and this. And I want them to go, you know, yeah, the show's coming along, blah, 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 blah. And then I, I have to, that, and that's what I have to hear too is outsiders, because in my mind, like, all right, set up a tour and we're going to do this. Right. And then it's set up and they're like, oh, shit, okay, we need lights. Right. We yeah, need, yeah. Uh, we need, um, man, we need, a, we need sound. We, I need sound effects. I, I, I want it to look like a stage. Uh, shit, we need a stage set. Right. Where's the stage set? And um, that that's everything I'm working on. Like, I clearly am trying to put together a game plan. Right. Because the game plan originally is, okay, uh, album comes out and you 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 get gigs and, it's gonna be, and you play it on the radio. Uh, let me explain to you about radio. Yeah, no, you, they like you and then they play you, right? Right. Yeah, no, that's not the way radio goes. What are you talking about? Um, you need big investors or managers run uh, radio stations or Live Nation when they have tours mm-hmm. and big record labels put in $300,000 to make sure their band is played over and over and over again. Right. Like, oh... Okay, well, what, what what's the next thing? If we don't have them, you want me? I'll do free radio. Sh- what what are we What are we gonna do? I'm mm-hmm. the one going. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I know. And um, I'm getting from everyone. Well, working on it. So, and uh, but I'm also so, like I'm pushing them out of the way. All right, well, think it out of my way. Mm-hmm. Out of my way. I'll figure this out. Right. Um. Has people have people come to me and go? Yeah, you need to get rid of that one. Move this one. Blah mm-hmm. blah. blah. I get all that from an outsider's view. Right. However, then, you know, as I absorb it, the more and more all I need mm-hmm. when I go back, when I when I when I first started doing this, right, in my head, I see I and I've said to you guys, this would be great where we do this, and this mm-hmm. would be great where we do that. Right. And then what happened was, well, we don't really act like that. So then I started, okay, I'll I will adjust to this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point where like I should not have to adjust. I'm bringing this to the main mother. There, there's even parts where like with you, I'm like uh, you're dressing up, bro, and I know you hate dressing up. That's not mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And and I have to. We have to sit there before we do show show. Yeah, like show show. Right. What is the? We're not. We're not sublime. We're not fucking. Right. Uh, I have an idea. We're not a hipster band. <laughs> Uh, character said it's a play right this has been a play from day one Mm -hmm. and it's good to go in little clubs and we play just as ourselves right but when when we're finally hit the grand finale Mm -hmm. this has got to be a show right case closed i've never said i have a problem being a character or anything my thing is this when someone goes wait wait wait, 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 hold hold on on, hold on hold on my problem is someone going i have an idea 
how about he has tattoos? <laughs> like, or something like that. It's like, that's I've so seen far off the wall. I've seen 800 bands with tattoos. I have a great idea. How about leather pants and tattoos? And I go, that's a bad idea. Yes, I agree. So at the same time, though, you, as mm-hmm. you're saying that, you're the same one that's like, I don't want to wear those clothes. I don't want to do that. What did I say that to? Like with video. What did I say that to? And I'm not getting. No, no, what did I say it to? You're like, I'd rather not wear those clothes. Which ones? What clothes? I don't remember what they were. It was just. Where they were dark or whatever or whatever. And then then I started looking at the videos and I went, that's the band we're looking for. What Mm -hmm. happened to that? Mm -hmm. It's funny. Right. It's smiling. Mm -hmm. Everyone looks like they're they're having a ball. This is the greatest thing. That they could, they'd, they'd rather be doing this than any other thing right now. And I could tell you that in that video, the part that's funny yeah. is the part that was not planned that wasn't supposed to be in the video. Yes. That was the part was just like... Including me. Right. It was like when we all just said, okay, we're done with the video. Let's just do this one shot. Yes. And we did that and we were like, that could be the whole video. Yes. Yeah. With the fisheye lens. Right. Exactly. That we have to find on stage. Right. I agree with that. That we have to find on stage. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, looking for the guitar guy. Now, back to Metal Mike. I get what you're saying business-wise. The business guy comes along. Um, this, this is my puppy. And right, I, right. Like, I like, and I still, sometimes I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm not sure if, um, or, or I'll go back and forth. Like, is it everyone else's? Is everyone into it the way I am, or is it a business thing for everyone else? And they're just making me like, yeah, we'll come, with you. we'll make you feel good, because that once that seeps in my head, uh-huh. now, I, now I'm like, whoa, 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 what's what's going on here? Am I the blunt of the joke? He really thinks me like this. Hey, let me do this stupid song. Now, right. once I feel that, mm-hmm. and I've sensed that at times, then maybe you're sensing something else, though. What am I sensing? You could be sensing you're the one who knows you, you. It's your thing. So you're just like, okay, I know what's going on. We know. I know. I talk to everyone. I'm. I'm kind of the guy who goes. I know what's happening in the future. Or you have an idea. Well, we're trying. Not, I have but, the but, dream. But we're not. We don't. Again, whether you know what's going on or you don't. From our point of view, we know only what we're told, and we only know. What we, know, you, we know what you want us to know. Whether, again... I've for, told you everything. I know, but uh, again, <laughs> you, you could say you've told us everything, but we don't know that. You know that, but we don't know that. So Who's we? Every, do you not trust? No, I, I, I always... I normally do. <laughs> I normally so do. not last, 100%. Last week, I kind of didn't. I was like, mm, I don't know. I think you might be here listening to what people say too much. But again, I don't know. So that's not crazy for me to think that. No, of course that's not. It's very normal. Of course not. It happens all the time. But I'm addressing something before that. Uh-huh. Well, I could say that Joe has had thoughts of, I just hope he's going to get rid of me, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. Many. Long before we even started? Oh, yeah. Just wow. Kind of, yeah, just like. Mm-hmm. Why does he think that? Mm-hmm. I guess you wouldn't know. That's something I have to talk to him about. But then, and I go. I don't think he's crazy for thinking that. It's like, we need a guy who's got a name. All right. Well, is Joe Vigliotti a name? 
now. When you hear that, though, that's what happens. Like if you were to say sure. you're auditioning for a show yeah, and they yeah, go yeah, 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 and yeah. someone says, sure, we need the guy from who was in Guns and Roses at this time. Yeah. It's like yes. and then you go, well, why do they say that? Because the guy that's there right now is not that guy. So Correct. it's very normal for someone to think that. Right. So then when you're. And I'll tell you why that doesn't enter my mind now. Okay. Because I've not heard one, I haven't heard or seen mm-hmm. any, anyone go, <laughs> they sound terrible. The bass guy is so, uh, he's just, why is he playing bass? Why right. is it, I haven't heard that. Right. So therefore that doesn't threaten me whatsoever. When they start going, you know, the drum, drummer guy is, uh, mm-hmm. the the. the the guy in guitar is real. That is when it's addressed. Mm-hmm. As far as names, I never had a problem with that. Never even. But, but I mean, we heard it when it. when it was like, oh, we're going to do the record. Maybe we can get the guy from uh, well, yeah. Death Punch to play on bass or something. Well, it's yeah. Like, that means it goes. That means Joe goes, oh, so wait, I do all this and now I don't get on the record? And that's kind of like where you go. Well, what's going to happen with that? Now now he wants to tour. Right. So it's very, it happens all the time in bands where this happens. Like right. the guys, guy, the Dixie Chicks had it. The band did all the work. They got a maker deal, killed, kicked, got rid of the whole band. As soon as they get, again, what comes after that? Everything that you know of the Dixie Chicks. Right. So it's not like they were like, oh, we should have signed a, it's just so. Like then let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Let let's. I get all the way. Now we're going. We're dating back a year or two. Well, yeah, because you're just saying before that, before this, you thought that. Before that, he thought this. That's why I'm bringing that up. Got it. See, in my mind, I'm just going. The guy from wherever is just doing a gust spot, and it's a name to help sell. And I thought that was pretty clear. Oh but, no! But yeah, it could be that. So if like the guy from no 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 I see that's I think it would be like oh that's of course you do that you you get Brian Johnson to sing on song you get the guy from do of course you- I thought that was pretty clear no <laughs> all right well I, I I don't see how it wasn't clear if you're if you're already doing it and then like oh the guy from Megadeth wants to come on and play around a little bit he's not getting paid you're already on it you already got paid to be on it you're already gonna be named that you're on it no I think this is before it was even done it was like oh I this. Things before we even recorded. Okay, it. so yeah. we're going we're going way back. Yeah, I mean, I'm just it, it could be. I'm just giving an example of what why you could think this or why anyone could think it is because it happens all the time. Sure, sure. I, For I, what it's always poli- like other reasons. It could be you're in this band. This guy only wants to be in if he has his buddy in, and then it's like the guy who's like who knows. It could be a million different reasons why sure. something happens. Um, okay, so where does it stand now? It's fine. Everything's cool. I just called you saying, look. Yeah, I know. You heard me. I should. I, but I, I, I talked to you even after I heard yeah, you. It was just like, I whatever. I don't, it's fine. But then I just go, just be smart like most people. I should not even be smart. Why not just call Jim and ask, tell him? Yeah, no, that was good. So that's what I did. And yes, it wasn't, thank it wasn't, God. It wasn't like me going, me going, oh, I'm going to do this and say this and this is. I might as well just call Jim. Right. And say this. You know, Joe told me someone, again, this is after, This is two days ago at the, when we played Wiffle Ball. I was like, yeah. someone said to him, hey, you still in that band? Because they heard the podcast. Ah. Not even him thinking that. Someone sure. else heard it and was just like, 
Sounds like a... Well, yeah, I made it pretty clear. I need mm-hmm. a playmate. Right. Mm-hmm. I need a playmate. Uh-huh. The biggest... What I've got out of the show so far is just, just need a playmate. Mm-hmm. I need to turn around and I need to know... Here, comedy. I tell jokes... Uh-huh. They laugh. Uh-huh. When you guys laugh, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Right. When I'm playing a song, I turn, I see someone in the zone. Mm-hmm. I now go, wow, this is pretty awesome, ain't it? Mm-hmm. I get no playmates. I start doubting. I could, And my confidence level goes. I could I say. I haven't hit that yet, though. I could say from my point of view, I'm not speaking about myself, but me going. Yeah. When I watch Joe. Oh, Joe's an animal. I see him going up to the cameras, putting his face in and making faces at him every time a camera comes out. And I go, Yeah, no. That's kind of. Joe's an animal. Yeah. Joe's an animal. But we're also like, stu- it's just, there's going to be little adjustments. Like, come up to the, we'll, come, we'll come up to the front. Yeah. And we've all been trying to figure this out. Like, what are mm-hmm. we doing? In the background, this. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to figure that out. Right. Mm-hmm. When I watch bands, Every single member eventually is up in the crowd, facing the crowd, playing right. the crowd. Right. We haven't had that. Right. Why? Because there was four monitors in front of all of us at the festivals. Okay. That we, when we were, we that were put, I understand. We were put between an amp and four yes, monitors yes, yes. and left you the stage. I get you. But that's what I'm saying. That's, uh-huh. that's what... That is... That electrifies. Uh-huh. That's what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. And I'm I don't know. I I'm looking for the one guy uh-huh. who could bring that. Or a girl uh-huh. that'll bring that. Uh-huh. And it shouldn't threaten the rest of you. Uh-huh. Well I didn't if it didn't I don't know if it was well, I don't know. I, took a little bit of a threat. Yeah, That's I, okay. I kind of hear it as I think I think there's always little mind games going on with people. And I was like, I go, Jim always knows what he's doing. Jim knows what he's saying. Jim knows we're here. Of course. Jim, Jim knows what exactly how he's wording it and exactly how he said it. And he's like, hands down. Jim wants it to be a little bit like, oh, I want them to wonder if they're going to be, if maybe one of them's wondering, I got to step it up or Jim's going to get rid of me. I want it. Rather than just saying, I'd be a liar if I didn't. <laughs> I know agree, that uh, hands down. I know. He's like, we, I'm ready to go to the next level. Is uh-huh. everyone else? That's the announcement. Uh-huh. Are we all ready to do this shit? Because I am. I have and some- I'm willing to fight off the the savages that I'm going to have to plow through. Uh huh. And before that happens, I got to turn around and see the army. Uh huh. If the army ain't there, then yeah, we got problems. Who's with me? We're not going to have those problems, but I definitely have to put that announcement out. And I saw exactly who came and who said, I'm, I'm ready to, uh, I got it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was waiting for to see what the reactions would be. Mm-hmm. And because then I can understand where everyone's at. Right. I can understand exactly where everyone's head's at. So now I knew exactly where your head was at. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where this one's head is at. I know exactly where this one's head is at. Mm-hmm. I know who's going to fight, who's going to go bonkers, who's like willing to just lay down. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had to do that and I did learn a lot from it. Okay. What do you what did you learn? What did you learn from that? <laughs> That's for me, man. <laughs> 
I learned we're gonna have fun tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna have fun, and then once that once that's done, it's gonna be real good. Mm-hmm. So when you you said something about like oh I Slipknot is like a well, you said something machine. About you said, yeah, they're a machine. So. But they're also been around for well. That's what I'm gonna say. Is like why are time. why are they a machine? Why don't you have a machine? They figured it out. But why don't you have a machine? It's, you need. We need to figure it out in time. But each machine also now that machine too came as a gang locked and loaded. Right. They were not again. Right. They weren't like this bands, guy's in it and this guy's in it and this guy's in a it. Lot and blah, of bands, blah, blah. A lot of bands are five years and then you hear of them for the Correct. first time. So yes. there's like this long. Which I'm starting to learn about too. Thing. It isn't then like. But that is the difference between going and seeing super groups. Correct. Which to me just sound. I mean, it, yeah. It seems kind of like. Oh, and man. this is also all to me one big learning process. Right. And it's going to make everyone stronger. Right. And I'm still learning, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. It gets very exhausting trying to figure it out on your own at times. That's all. Right. Yeah. And I, and I feel like I put it out there, and I don't always get whatever, and it's just, and that's no one's fault. Right. No one could see what I see in my head. Right. And that that too must be exhausting for others. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I want to. I want to. I'm taking no prisoners. This right. is a, this is a window where see. I don't. Think I got it, a specific guy. Even to the point where I still say this is a theatrical one man show. When I say one man show, I mean wrap your head around it. It's it's rock of ages, right. Of a family man, right. And and right. when it, it's on us, we're 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 bringing it, right. We're bringing it hard. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm starting to see that visual, um, we should be able to do characters. And what I mean by that is, um, like, so I started thinking and went, all right, I'm in my garage and you're all my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And these are all my friends and neighbors. And we've got an hour and a half. And this is going to be the best time ever. I don't know about you, but I need my jacket. I just This makes me get in the zone. I put on my jacket, mm-hmm. and this makes me get in the zone, and blah, blah, blah. And I go to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, what, what makes you going to take your shoes off? That's <laughs> what's going to get. All right. right. And I think that will that will then almost like what we did. I was very happy what, what we did on um, on the Opie show mm-hmm. when we came in I, when we, and we discussed everyone. Right, yeah. I think that's a huge key element. Mm-hmm. And I also how do like. You do, how do you do that at a festival? You can't. That is the problem with the festivals. You just bring it and you bring awareness. Right. And I'm convinced that's all you can do is bring the... What you want at the festivals go, dude, these guys really... They destroyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, but they destroyed. Next year, hopefully it's amped up a little and we have the video. Mm-hmm. The, the actual... Right, the screen. Intro screen thing before it it happens. Because at festivals, bands all look like tiny little guys. Every band, unless they're... But they're on on TV. Right, They got the big screens. Yeah, yeah. So you are seen. Yeah. Um, And that's that's, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not thinking festivals. I'm thinking festivals I want to use just for awareness. Right, right, right. The more people watch and aware and the names and it's getting out there, then we turn around... Come back to that area, mm-hmm. and now they're coming just see us, and now they see a whole different like, oh my god, dude! Just, 
Right. This was a whole thing. You got to go see this. Mm-hmm. They come out to show. He's in a garage. He's home alone. He introduced when he introduced the band it was freaking hilarious. Like when we were in Brooklyn, you know. And this is Joe. And he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. He's got this kind of voice. Like if that's what you want to do at the show, and <laughs> if this helps your thing, like that. I love love right. that. Well, that to me, we need to do that. That feels like the podcast to me. When you do that, it feels like how we are on the podcast. Yes, like- and I think that has to be. The show, but yeah. the minute we go into mm-hmm. rock zone, right? We're in it, and I even enjoyed explaining to you. I'm like, all right, he's Mike does not lose his mind, right? He's the wedding. He's he's a move. Uh-huh. I get a little frustrating at times. Uh-huh. He's like a wedding singer, and you guys all went into the doom doom doom. It was freaking right. That is brilliant, and now the audience is going. Oh, he's the wedding guy. I go, right. but don't let him kid you, right? Mm-hmm. You turn around, you can see this, and you, but you're still going to see this. Mm-hmm. And then that that changes their perception. Like, dude, look at him; he's he's doing thrash. He's not even moving. Right. Um, and I actually learned from watching uh, a Slipknot mm-hmm. number seven. Right, he doesn't right, really right. move. He's got a mask and he stays still. Right. And that's the character. Right. And it's a brilliant character. He wails, but he's standing still with a mask. But he's like a monster, though. That's he's a, a big, big guy. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's hard to do. We're not turning him. into seven. Right, 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 right. I'm just saying, okay, I now know what number seven is. Right, right, I right. Know, rather than, hey, I'm a bass player, I'm a, I'm a rhythm guitarist. Right. got to get out of that. We got to get out of that zone. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's yeah. just like, who cares? That's a, that's a, a fair band. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're a cool little band. Who are they? They're called the who gives a shits. Right. We have to break away from the who gives a shits. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, and even that, it's fun being Jim Bruno. I don't want to, I want to, I want to be, this is the show. These guys right. are in a level where you're going to, who are these guys? I, I get it. I'm not, I'm, okay. I get it. I'm not, I didn't, I'm no, not here's arguing something anything. Way more important. Uh-huh. You blew the wiffle ball game. It was a big Me- tournament and I heard you were a monster. I heard you were like MVP. I. But you gave up a big three run triple. No, no. The game was over then. I didn't lose the game. <laughs> I Who came gave up in, the three run triple. Uh, no. To Charlie. I, I gave up the. The game was over. We already lost. What uh, do you mean you already lost? And why we, are you playing? Why are you on the field? No, no. As in, I came in every inning. Okay. To clean up. And then when, the, when this guy lets up three runs. Yeah, you come in. They took the lead. Yeah, I came in with bases loaded, and I... You couldn't get him out. You got the triple and <laughs> buried you. <laughs> you should have seen this. <laughs> Could I just tell you? I might, I might have had 12 strikes. Wait, hold on. We got to take this call. Um, Shuly Dooley. Jimmy B in the place to be. What's happening? <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, we just got into like, all this heavy... Dude, having a band, <laughs> I, I don't want to say like having children. It is the most, I, I get it. I get why bands don't last. I get, it is, it is exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. You, know, you, I, you get why bands have to bring in a therapist for the yeah. fourth album? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right, Shuli. Now I get it. Now I get yeah. it. I don't know if I'd pay that much for one. 
I'd rather just uh, well, at play. the end of the day, it's just it's just another family draining you dry in every way, <laughs> shape, or form, right? It, to, to a degree, but boy, when you when you're ripping it, <laughs> it feels like you're in the backyard and everyone's got the perfect buzz, and it was like the greatest time ever. Wasn't that the great? Yes, it was. <laughs> but well, um, it's also it's like any time you go on like a road trip with the family. There's that there's that moment of just pure bliss where you're just driving. You look in the mirror. You just go, look at this. Look at what we created. How yes. amazing is this? Yes. And then in a matter in a matter of thirty seconds, somebody takes something from somebody, and you're like, I'm gonna veer into oncoming traffic. I want all of this to end. Nobody hangs out with each other on the whole vacation. Oh my yeah. God! She touched. She she just pinched me. <laughs> what did I tell you about physical? You know what? You're both punished. Why am I punished? And I am dead. Hun, please don't yell. Now you're yelling at me. Oh um, boy, the wheels come off the she, ha- she wants to drink from my water cup. It's water. You don't own it. Just give it to her. I want that cup. <laughs> I want the, the yellow cup. What's the big difference? It's a cup. Uh, it's like the it's like the the patients in cuckoo's nest, you know. I want my cards. I want my cards, Nurse Ratchet. I bet a nickel. I bet a nickel. It's not a nickel. It's a this is shit. You understand? You take a thing. You got shit. <laughs> shit martini. I bet a nickel. God damn it! Bunch of nuts. <laughs> off he goes. I, I think the greatest Nicholson line ever, just quickly off the subject, yeah. in uh, The Departed, where he, where he comes into the bar and he goes, How's your mother, Jimmy? And she goes, uh, She's on her way out. We all are. Act accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You, you, you're right. That was a great... I forgot about that line. Act accordingly. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you touring and stuff? Are you doing stand-up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here and there, man. You know, the schedule's a little tough here because it's a, it's a five-day-a-week gig, so, you know, I'm, oh. not, I'm not in the circuit. You know, I'm not in the circuit uh, like, like, uh, like I was before I got here, but, uh, but I get the opportunity, man, because of where I'm at and, and the graciousness of my boss to be able yeah. to, to go out and perform places and, and to meet people. I was just yeah. in uh, North Carolina this past weekend at the Dead Crow Comedy Club, and, and it was great. And I got to bring the fa- the fam with me, and we all hung out, and it was it's a blast, man. It's a blessing, man. I've had enough horrible jobs that I, I can really appreciate where I'm at right now, and I do, you it's, know. Yeah, I know. I I can uh, relate to that big time, especially when you got a family. Now you get yeah, you're you're too deep, right? Aren't you too deep now? Yeah, I got I got I got two girls. I got a six year old and uh, soon to be two year old. Oh boy! Wait till you see what's coming, bro. Wait till you see. It's so beautiful right now. So beautiful right now. Um, and it's like it's yeah. like that scene in Austin Powers where he's where he's got his hands up and he's waiting to get run over by the golf cart, the steamroller that's going one mile per hour, it's just taking forever. But you know it's coming. You know it's coming. I have to say, um, Mike, Mike, who's in my band, I've known him forever. I said, Shuli's on. He's like, really? You lit up like a like a child. I he love Shuli. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I was psyched. What do you love about Shuli? Thanks, Mike. I. You know what? I love. I love all. I just love how he is in conversations. I think yeah. you're really funny when when you're just brought in, like on Sturm, and you're just brought in. Just like doing the, when you used to do the news, the news things. Yeah, I just love totally the, the conversations are so, yeah. the jokes don't sound like they're forced in there. They just sound like they come out so naturally. Yeah. I like that. You well, are supernatural. I, you are really natural, Shuli. 
Well, thank you, gentlemen. First of all, and and you know, for me, I've been a fan of the show for so long that that any opportunity to get in there and 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 riff on on his airwaves, I'm I'm like an Olympic sprinter, man. I'm in those starting blocks, and I'm just pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm like, you know, just get me in, and 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 I just the key is I just don't want to overdo it. So I just try to be as conversational with with stuff as I can be, and. You know, uh, it's it's amazing to me that I'm I'm still even here, man. It's it's just been such a dream come true for me. It really hey, has. Enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy the ride. Um, yeah, you're you're a guy I've approached many times along the ride with questions, and 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 you know you've been amazing, Jimmy, and and you've you've helped me out a ton with a lot of shit because you know how we get in our heads with with stupid shit. And, no, and, you know, <laughs> no clue. Talk about we just spent forty five minutes before you jumped on the air before that. You're almost like a you're almost like a saving grace. That's that's we we've been in therapy until you called, so this was absolutely uh, perfect. Thank God. Let's, let's, let's tell some fart jokes or something. <laughs> now this is this is what um someone told me he's like do you know that that Shuli blasts metal while his kids are in the car is that is that true are you a metal head? in the yeah not only in the car but at home like if it's like look i'm like this if i'm gonna give you guys a bath i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to my stuff and be entertained while we're doing it and uh because you know no jew wants to be hunched over a bathtub scrubbing people at any point <laughs> so i'm gonna get i'm gonna get my kicks and so i'll throw on you know uh, uh old school stuff some dio uh i love i love volbeat and 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 uh and then i get into some heavier stuff you know lamb of God, you know, mm. Amana Marth, and mm. and sure enough, next thing you know, both of my girls just start digging the music, you know, really digging it, huh. and and a part a part of me at first was like, hmm, should I be going down this road? And then you flip through the channels and you see a you know Katy Perry and a Miley Cyrus and and what's <laughs> what's available to them in that age group already. That's right. Which it shouldn't even be available to them at that age group, but it's there. And and I'm like, you know what? I'm content with my daughter being a fan of a Viking death metal band than knowing <laughs> who Miley Cyrus is. There's <laughs> a lot more history in that Viking yeah, exactly. metal band that led up to that moment than the... You're, still, you're so right. She's still yeah. learning. You're learning about the history of the Vikings while they're singing about, you know, slitting a guy's throat with a long sword. <laughs> I mean, Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's get right to what life is. Some of us are Impala and some of us are lions. And the lion will come in and maul you in front of your family and just let you know, this is the law of the land. I'm a Viking and this is how it goes. That's right. And it's still going like that. Yeah, I'm not the guy who's like, oh, the poor trainer got killed at SeaWorld. I'm like, it's a killer whale. And that's what killer whales do. That's right. They kill people and they kill things to eat. That's That's right. You just tamed him for so long. He's been toying, that killer whale, well, toyed with you for years until the moment he waited for like your sister to show up. Go, watch him. Watch how I feed him. Finally, <laughs> destiny. They're basically doing to the whale what your band is doing to you, it sounds like. And one day, you're going to kill. <laughs> we are plotting. They are plotting. We're plotting against each other. This is where we're at. Um, well, uh, it's really my daughter like had an opportunity. I, I got an opportunity to go to see a Mono Marth uh, a few months back, and I play them a lot at home, and I dig them a lot. I think they're great. And she said she wanted to come with me, 
And I, at first, I was like, yeah, you got it. We're going, whatever. You know, I figured she'll get into something else by then, and she won't give a shit. Right. And uh, every week, she was like, are we still going? Are we <laughs> still going? And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, this kid really wants to go. Wow. And, um, yeah, and so I took her down there, and I'm waiting to pick up our tickets. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm seeing the way the security there is looking at me, and I'm going, they're calling child protective services <laughs> the minute I bring her in here. Like, and, and the minute we walked in every single person there, you know, metal fans, they're just, they're metalheads are just one of a kind. They are one of a kind yeah. and they see this little six year old girl walking around yeah. and they all just drop down, give her the metal horns, yeah. tell her how awesome she is, <laughs> welcome yeah. her to her first show. Yeah. And, it, it couldn't have been more the opposite. I don't know what I was thinking. Like it was going to be terrible. They, she had, she was a, she was a star. It was like yep. she was in concert there. People loved her. Yes, I've noticed that big time. The community is. You would think it to be this violent, uh, just below gene level, just under a chimp. They, they are, they are. <laughs> It's almost <laughs> under it, uh, just below a chimp's <laughs> gene level, but they're not. They're they're intelligent, they're smart, and they're very giving. And it's a it's a it's a society that understands each other. And it's kind of an anti. Oh, you can't stand the pop culture either. Great, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're all part of this. One day we'll be Vikings to take over again. Um, yeah, and they're I, like, we got new blood into yes. this metal world. They're welcoming it with open arms. You know, I, I watched a guy with a four foot mohawk ripped, like like a dude working out on Venice Beach, sweating. Walks up and he goes, "Can I take a picture with your daughter, bro? She's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> that is freaking awesome. That's and how'd she do? Did she wear earplugs or anything? Did you do earplugs? Well, yeah, or? I got her. Yeah. I got her earplugs. And and the first thing is they go because uh, uh, the the head of the label, Mr. Bar- uh, Brian Slagle, he hooked up the tickets for us. And so we got a chance to go meet the band. And so I'm like, awesome. This kid's finally paying off for me in the long run. Cause now I get to meet a band. <laughs> finally. All that quick yeah. worth it. So you saw Brian. So, you know, uh, Slagle then, who's actually the head of oh, uh, yeah, my man. record label. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Metal blade, man. I always rep. I'm always wearing the metal blade shirts at shows when I can. And, and he's such a good dude. And, and he is uh, a good dude. we went, we went backstage, and and Johan, the lead singer, is literally a six foot five Nordic Viking, like this <laughs> this massive man, and and his voice matches, you know. And we walk in, and and she looks up at him, and he goes, "Hello," <laughs> and she's like, "Hi," and he goes, "Can I ask you something?" She says, "Sure." Are you afraid of skulls? <laughs> and she goes, "No," and he goes. Cool. Let me show you the skull I'll be wearing later tonight. <laughs> and next thing you know, she's sitting there holding the skull, taking pictures with it. Wow. She checked out the guitars, and, and they were so patient and nice to her. And it was just amazing. I mean, they're all dads at the end of the day, you know? You're right. So, You're right. You know, it, it, it was. And then the show started, and she was just like in awe. She could not believe what was going on. Yeah. It, it was blowing her mind. I'm explaining the mosh pit to her. You know, I'm explaining how your dad was such a pussy he never got into one. <laughs> I'm explaining, you know, uh, I'll end up suing somebody because I'm litigious, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And, uh, and she lasted, you know, she's six. She lasted five songs. And then I look over and she's just passed out. <laughs> <in her seat. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I literally am walking out holding my daughter. She's passing out. And we stopped. There's this Nokia theater, and I stopped by the monitors, and I go, "Honey, look, they're having the Viking sword battle on stage." And she goes, "Yeah, can we just go?" She, she was over it at that point. Good for her, man! Holy crow! It's completely the coolest thing was she wore she wore the concert shirt that I got her the next day to school. She bragged to everybody at school that she went to a metal show. (laughs) Every picture she takes now, she's throwing up the metal horns. Like I'm like, oh, she is such on on a good path. I love it. That's but well, well, hopefully when she sees us, she doesn't. They might have been too hard, and she's like, these guys are like they're not they're not metal. They're like Genesis, Dad. They're they're soft. <laughs> no, <laughs> this guy's really I'm soft. You, her, her, her other favorite band is Volbeat. Ah. Volbeat. <laughs> yeah, too, I, I, I always goes, hear, Dad. We yeah. need to get backstage to meet Volbeat. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm working on it. Relax. Oh, I can help you with that. I can yeah, help you I mean, big time she, with that. She goes. She she would love to see them. She wants them to sing the song Evelyn, which is like the heaviest song that they do. And wow. she's like, that's her favorite song. Yeah, she's got an amazing ear, man. Well, she likes I, Scandinavian stuff. I can help you with that. You let me know when Volbeat's around. You want to go see him? That's easy. Rup, rup. I'm friends with Uncle Kajiano. Jimmy's going to help me yes. some points. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy will totally help you out. Rob Caggiano, you know, he produced my album. We talk every other day, and he's always, bro, you going to come see me? You guys coming to uh, Coney Island? Nah, I can't make it. We do. I literally, I was, I was supposed to go to Coney Island, but I got called away on assignment, and my assignment was to ride in the back seat with Wendy, the slow adult, and her mother <laughs> from Florida to New York. <laughs> oh, oh my, my, God, my wife asked awesome. me. My wife goes, "You know, she's having career day at her school." I go, "What the hell do you expect me to talk about on career day?" <laughs> Oh my God! I, I, I said my my career day ends with, and then I walk into a building. Kids, have a good day. <laughs> See you later. That's all I can tell you. Oh my God, that's freaking awesome! I, I who do you do you listen to? I mean, Volbeat clearly is one of the newer ones. Do you like Five Finger Death Punch? I do. I do like I Five love, Finger Death Punch. Um, I love them. I they're fucking they they bring it. Those dudes, man, they bring it hard. And not only that, they. Like today, I was very. I got this thing going on with my mom. I'm. I got anger issues with it. I wanna. I wanna go barbaric. And right now, the only thing that if it's not like, Leper Messiah by Metallica or something, it's 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 Wash It All Away by uh, by Five Finger Death. But I. I freaking love them. I'm I'm gonna be fifty, and I'm like, I'm not enough with my family, enough with society. I hate it. I'm sitting here, but washing away. I I am always gonna be addicted to this music. I I as crazy as sound. I I would do it as a bit a couple years ago, but I'm I'm serious. When you when we're old, and we don't want to shower. And someone's taking care of us. I, I'm, I'm telling you, what's going to happen is 
Put on, put on, five-finger death punch, wash it away, put on Metallica, am I evil? And I'll, I'll be, that's going to enable me to brush my teeth. I'm going to be able to get out of bed. I'm going to be able to walk to get my mail. And it's, it's so weird that we listen to that and we still, I, I love all, all music, but I still, that's the stuff that gets me nuts. Anything else get you nuts today? Yeah, there, there's there's a, a great band uh, that actually is on on Metal Blade that I discovered uh, through Slagle um, out of Detroit. They're called Battlecross. They're a thrash band, and they they I recommend if you haven't heard them, check out a song called Push Pull Destroy. It's off their first album. Okay, these dudes are so fast, but musically so tight. And they they are amazing. And the most amazing thing is the lead guitarist looks like uh, the the um, the dwarf from uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, <laughs> uh, the one they toss around throughout the whole movie. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. Really. And and yeah. And and but they these guys. You know, they were on the last Orion Festival that they did in Detroit. And and everybody that went said they stole the show. And I've known them since they kind of started out. And they're starting to get some, you know, they're on the third album now. They're, they're, they're touring like crazy. And it's just so nice to, to hear. When you hear a riff from a band you've never heard before, and you're like, what the fuck is this? And it Ooh. just catches your ear. Hmm. And you're like, who is this? And you just start examining. It's like, you know, the right. Pruder film. You're like, oh, let me go back to this part. Let me hear this again. The solos. The, I mean, ev- everything these guys do, they're, they're a real real good band that that i've gotten into a new band and uh and and i've seen lamb of god maybe seven times they are one of the best man Th- those guys fucking bring it the, their shows are ridiculous i saw them in slipknot on the strip in las oh, vegas Oh wow i mean what a show what a show yeah, unbelievable i just saw slipknot and i i got to meet Corey and all that i i am i am annoyed that i missed them in the 90s because i i turned it all off like once, yeah. w- once Nirvana came and all that, I, st- I just turned all music. I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. And then I saw, you know, I would see all these Slipknot shirts. Like, you don't know what metal is, please. <laughs> You've no clue. And I, I, I never even heard their music. And then, you know, as I got older, now I did read, I discover them, and and I see their show. And now I found myself going back and listening to the music, going, how did I, mi- how did I miss this? How did I? Why was I so ignorant? But that's, you know, it's part of age. But yeah, it's still, you know what blows my mind too? You never, I I can honestly say bands like Slipknot and all that. If you take away Sirius Radio, Satellite Radio, where are they all played? Where are you hearing Lamb of God? Where are you hearing, where do people discover this? I I talked with um, some young guys way, way, way back. The beginning of this podcast, and they all discovered all these bands through video games. Mm-hmm. And I went, "What?" Because yeah, I used to play this video game, and that's the way I heard Slipknot's this and that. And then I started saying, "Like, oh, what, you know, what is this? What, what is this thing going on here?" And then I just go, "Oh, it's Slipknot. We should look into Slipknot." Boom, and they were gone. Oh, what's this Slam of God thing? But like, I. You know, like the band you're talking about. Who knows about them? How do you hear about well, you know, them? Like, what do you, how do you even it's know? Funny because, it's funny because in our day, there was, there was like, we heard a song on a soundtrack to a movie 
or something, and we were like, whoa, who's that band? And you went and you bought the album you, just for one song from the movie, you know? And now yes. the video games are the movies of this generation. They make as much money as a movie does, and they got real actors doing voices for them, and they have these games like Grand Theft Auto where you're in a car the entire time, so what's the most important thing in the car is the radio. <laughs> and they create all these stations based on any genre of music. Wow. And, and it's like, so, so when you're stealing cars in Grand Theft Auto, who isn't going to put on the fucking metal channel? Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, fucking yeah. amazing. That is amazing. And so, yeah. And so you got bands that, that that's their debut, you know, it's like, it's like the YouTube, a different type of YouTube in a way, you know, it's like they're, they're sneaking that shit in and it's, it's genius because these games are, are making billions of dollars. So you can, you can get known off of a fucking video game these days. It's insane. Wow. How do I get on a video game? My video game's got to be a minivan. <laughs> is it me yelling at the kids dropping like, the what kids it, at school what am i dropping the kids off at school and then i go ape wire and then what am i doing am i am i what am i stopping for coffee to mellow out for two hours what am i oh my god how am i gonna infiltrate this world it's gonna be hard this is gonna be really difficult yeah, I'm gonna... brewer in running errands <laughs> <laughs> He's got an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> you have to get all your chores before done. she gets home. <laughs> you, just door, you just see the door open. We got to get the oil changed. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing game. <laughs> We're going to the park to walk the dog. <laughs> I got 15 minutes to see Larry on his work break. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I guess I'm off to the races to try and figure that one out. I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to sell with that though. <laughs> Maybe we can go partner, Shuli. I don't know. I still got connections in the stoner market. We'll, we'll we'll make millions. Don't you worry, man. Yeah. Oh God. Sometimes I think about that too. Like. I think I could, maybe someone can use, you know, into that world anytime I want. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the people to come up. Would you like to invest? We can use your name. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. That's what uh, I'm saying, man. I'm waiting for somebody to be like, we want to name a strain after you. And I'm like, yeah, name it. Just as long as the name's on the check and you're mailing that shit to me. That's right. It. I that's, don't give a shit. Someone's paying rent right there. It's in Colorado, Washington. Go ahead. Knock it out. Knock it yeah, I told, out. Yeah, I told the guy, name the strain who? After me. That way nobody, nobody will fucking question it. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, dude, I, I tell you, uh, it's always, always, always. I love when I come on a show, I see you. Uh, I think you do an amazing job, and you just, um, I don't know. You're... You, you got a lot going on and it's going to go on for a long time and uh, I just love what you're doing I love that you're a dad and I like watching you go through that whole process and I love you even more now that you're a metalhead I, I, oh, yeah. it's another whole level we got to hang put the kids to bed I'm so down, dude. Yeah. And I got to say, you know, I've met a lot of people in, in the 10 years I've been out here working. And without a doubt, in, in the industry of entertainment, in the industry of comedy, 
you uh, are the most stand-up guy that I've ever met, and and I have come to you at times for advice, and you've always been there. You've you've made me fucking laugh so many times, both <laughs> on and off the air, on and off the air, yeah. and 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 you've even made me cry with with your with your stories on the air, which documentary. I've texted you shit. Yes. Like, just, I've texted yeah. you yelling at you for yes. making me fucking cry. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You're just uh, an amazing human being. I don't care what the rest of your band says. I think you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Shuli, thanks for coming on, man. I hope to see you again, uh, you know, sooner than later. And I hope you come check us out whenever we play somewhere in New York City or something like that. Because uh, we crank it, we do, we we crank it. I'm pretty excited about what we're putting out there. So hopefully, I'll see you soon. All the best, your kids. Horns up, baby. Thanks, man. And thank you, Shuli. I, I, lo- I love you, brother. And and I definitely am going to come check you out. And and I'll bring the kid. Just do a 4:30 show so she can watch the whole show. <laughs> you, you guys don't mind going on at four in the afternoon, no, do you? Not all. That's all we've been doing so far at all these festivals. <laughs> so we're right on track. <laughs> Love you, man. Awesome, man. Well, good luck to you guys. The album's great. I love it. And uh, love you guys and all the best, man. Thanks for having me. You too, Shuli. Thanks for coming on. Take care. All right, man. Later. Shuli, bringing his kid. Oh, he's so funny. Like, when he just talks. He's just naturally funny. Yeah. We we did a gig. I, I was going to bring it up to him, but um, we did a gig years ago. This lady calls up, and she wants to book me for whatever. The money's right where it's supposed to be. And as I start promoting, Delay's like, "Can you get on? You know, can you get on? Uh, you know, do Opie and and do Howard?" And I'm like, "Listen, I don't go. I don't go on those shows to promote." And as I'm starting to do more radio stuff, everyone goes, "Where are you playing? This is like it's a wedding hall in a neighborhood. Like what? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's like, do you not know where you're playing?" Well, no, I just, you know, she's a promoter. I assume she knew. Now, never. my I can't tell you the last time I played somewhere when there was less than 100 people sitting in a room mm-hmm. I, to pay to see me do stay. There was maybe 60 people there. It was awkward. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I started thinking about was, and I did tons of promo. And every promo would go, I don't know what you're doing. Like, who is this? Who booked this? And like, what's going on here? Then, you know, a week of like, you have to get on Howard Stern. You have to go on Opie. And I'm like, I'm not going on there to promote a Connecticut gig. Yeah. Are you out of your mind? And first of all, it doesn't work there. Oh, can you bump uh, Paul McCartney? Um, and can you tell Adam Sandler I need to get on there? Like, are you, are you out of your mind? Yeah. What's wrong with you? You think that's how it works? And um, second show, 15 people. The second night, maybe 75 people. And I'm going... Oh, it was a bunch of nights? It was two nights, four shows. And I'm going, how how are they going to get the money to pay me? This is going to... And she waited to my very last show, just as I'm walking on stage, and she went, will you take a cut... Um, and she wanted to take like 90% of it. I went, now we signed a contract and I filled my obligation. I went on every promoter. No. She's like, this is going to set me back three months. I'm like, I, this makes up for all the years when I'd go and sell a room and I'd get underpaid. Mm-hmm. 
You know, as many times when I played sold out rooms, there was years ago when I play and then I start taking a tour manager and the tour manager go, he put an extra 220 seats in here. What? I counted everyone. Your contract says 700 seats. There's 840 seats in here. And he sold the other ones for a buck 50 each. 150. What? Yeah, you're owed another. Uh, so all those years of getting ripped right. and stolen from and all that. Eh. Hey, about that? The karma turns around. And she was, promise me you. I said, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I'll come back. Get out of here. What, where okay. were you playing? Was uh, it a club? or a- No. They were both. One was in Hartford, Connecticut. And it was in a hotel, a real bad hotel, in a bad area. And it was in a little conference room. And I walk in the room. It's like, it, it, looked, it was like a conference room. With, with like folding chairs like uh, okay and Shuli was with me he on was on gigs. all of them yeah <laughs> uh, no he's there the first night and then the second night some other guy was there and it was in a wedding hall in a smaller wedding hall room literally in a neighborhood that I, I, I had a hard time finding you couldn't find the place mm-hmm. it was weird but at the end of the day, uh, this is the same person, too, that booked me this place on the Jersey Shore. And when I went there, this person goes, hey, uh, it's already sold out, and I have 10 seats. Mm-hmm. Always have guest lists for 10. So I give my guest list, and I would go to di- she goes, I want to bring you this amazing place for dinner. It brings you an amazing place, and they hand me the bill. <laughs> and uh, I, I end up having to pay for the dinner and the bill and all the drinks that this person had. And I'm like, what the, this is not how it goes. (laughs) You have a sold out packed room. Then I show up at the gig and there's no seats for my guest. And this person's like, well, maybe I can put them on the side of the stage, like in the curtains. Like I'm going to, yes. This is a promoter. Yeah. She's a, I will never work with this dummy again. That's weird. And it's a, it's a very sub low bottom feeder promoter. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you learn that was through a different agency and all that jazz. So it's all good now. Eddie Trunk just texted you. He did? Yeah. Eddie Trunk. Um, I'll be calling you in a minute from an 862 number. Okay. Well, I hope it is. I got a lot to talk to Eddie about. Um, okay. I'm going to tell him two minutes. I got to pee. Um, and let, we got to get back to that wiffle ball story you started telling me because you're kind of bringing up oh, something wow. that is irrelevant, you, irrelevant I, to the whole game. I just did it to annoy you and it worked. Can you, can you picture like if you lose the game and then someone lets up a hit and a run and you don't get the run back, you don't get the loss. Hold on a second. Just hold on. I got to pee and we'll talk about this. I, I love that you're annoyed by a wiffle ball game conversation know, 40 minutes ago. I don't know what Anthony told you or... He, he, you're just messing. Tichi was on fire. Killing the ball. Killing pitching. No one can hit him. He was crushing the ball all day. Um, and that's, that's, that's what I heard. And then Charlie, the guy, the team that won, which technically then I heard Charlie is really basically your foursome team that was broken up. So you're two... Great guys are on Charlie's team, mm-hmm. so you're really just playing against yourselves as champs. Yeah, he's and you're stuck up. with Anthony and <laughs> Anthony and was great. Anthony's Anthony, always great. Anthony was great, and and they're stuck with Charlie, uh-huh. and 
Charlie said, and Charlie was so excited. <laughs> He's, and Charlie goes, Jim, you know, and, you know, it's the last game. He goes, and then they bring in Teach, who's just killing it. He's, he's killing it with, with this delivery down by the floor. And it was every pitch I threw was just. And this is Charlie saying, Charlie says, I mean, you couldn't touch the guy. And he goes, and then they had the bases loaded. And I come up and I see Teach, and I went, oh, God. And he goes, and I hit a triple off him. Bases loaded, clearing. And he goes, and you could see. Just the look of deflated. No, we already lost. What, what was the score? It was 4 3. Uh, we already let up. We were winning 4 3. It was then uh, 6 to 4 when I came in. So 6 4, you didn't. That's, that's a save situation. That's a that's a keep me in the game so six, we can four, win. 6 4, I'm brought in with. With, uh, with bases six, loaded. No, no, no was, it was uh, second. No, it was 5 5 4. They, 5 4. So yeah. the game's not lost. You know, no, 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 we could come back. Yes. We didn't. You didn't. No, no. You just gave up a big triple with the bases loaded. I, this, this, this was... Bases... <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. He shocked himself. Bases <laughs> loaded. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings, much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hey, bases loaded. Yes, what's up, Eddie? <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> oh, God. A long way. I'm working on it, Eddie. I'm trying hard. <laughs> what are you doing? It's a lot harder than I anticipated, but I'm working on it. Um, I'm sure it is. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, crazy busy, you know, running around all over the place. What? Good to be busy. No complaints. Yeah, what are you doing right now? Where did we find you? I know you, you do the thing on Sirius. Um, yeah. You're on hair. Uh, what I want to know yeah. is, are you recording this? Right yes. Now? Yes. Yeah, we're not How live. How do you record on a cell phone? I plug in to the cell phone, and it's on. Um, and and I'm with Mike Tichi, who's in. Mike is kind of. I don't know. Explain it to him, Mike. Yeah, he knows my brother Brian. Brian Tichi. Yeah. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hi. How are you? I think we. I've met Good. him a couple I, times. No, I'm curious because when they told me to call your cell phone, I yeah. do a podcast every week, and I'm trying to figure out how the hell you record on a cell phone. All right, explain to him. We have an audio cable that is recording direct to a channel, so you're going direct, and then you're just hearing Jim on the speaker. So, huh. you, so what do you take the audio out from? Into a mixing board. We're, oh, we have head, take- we have headphones on too, so we're hearing you through the mixing board. Right. I got between computers and everything. I swear to God, I'm gonna throw them all out. I'm, I'm, I, I'm every bit my 52 years old. I know right now, but <laughs> but I was I was perplexed when your guy emailed me. He said, "Call him on his cell phone." I said, "Cell phone? How the hell does he do that?" So, anyway, I, I'm, I digress. So, 
Um, yeah, no, we, it's good. We, want, we want to help you here. You need a. <laughs> we have to figure well, this out. I need out. a lot of help. Yeah, we all do, Eddie. We're, we're... Mike, where do you live? Are you in Persephone? No, I'm in, uh, like, near Chester, and right near where Jim lives. It's called California. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was hanging with your brother, like, when he was here just before he left for wherever, Australia, wherever they were going. Yeah, he was here for, a, like, a, a couple days, or, or a couple weeks, yeah. I think, yeah. What did he go to Australia Yeah, we went for? to the exchange and hung out, yep. <clears throat> He's what? playing with a dead date band, Dead Daisies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Which yeah. is, Jim, I don't know if you know the story with that band. No, tell but us. But the, the guy who owns that band, the main guy in that band, is like, his fit, he's a billionaire from Australia with a B. And he, he uh, his family owns Westgate malls all over the world. Oh, wow. So this guy tools around on a private jet, handpicks musicians he feels like playing with. It's like a rotating thing. Every, every year he changes people out, it seems, or the people leave. Pays him a nice salary, you know, good, good money, flies him private, puts him in great hotels, treats him like kings, and buys on to tours. You see this band pop up like they're always opening for Kiss and on all these big tours and nobody knows who they are. And the reason why is because he's buying on to the packages. And in the case of Kiss, he goes to Gina Paul and says, hey, not only will I want, want to be on, but I'll also fly you guys private. I'll give you private air for the whole tour on my plane. Wow. So it's a whole thing. And, and for, for musicians, you know, like Brian and all these guys he's got with them, it's great because it's a nice paycheck. And, you know, you make a record, you go out, you play all over the world, you get nice gigs, and you just get a nice salary at the end of uh, the week. Wow. Yeah, they were doing... The guy's got stupid money, and the weird thing that he does is that he never... Like, I've interviewed the Dead Daisies three times, and every time it's been different lineups. But he's the only guy that never does the interviews. Like, he's the, he, he plays in the band, but he doesn't talk. You don't see him. But he's, like, the guy pulling all the strings. Wow. God. Yeah, I... pretty, pretty interesting. Wow. Well, right now, I can, I, can give my, I can get my band around in sprinter vans. <laughs> I can... Uh... <laughs> We can do Motel 8. Hey, l- l- let me tell you something, man. Sprinter Van is a step above what most bands are doing. So no that's kidding. nothing to complain about. No, not at all. But my God, that's... You know, Ed, I've learned so much in just a short amount of time in, that, in, the, in the world of all these bands and the music and the work they put into it and who's backed by billions of dollars and millions of dollars and why they're really famous and why this band is not famous and how come this one tours so much and how come how come this one's already played on the radio all the time why how'd this band get uh i my eyes are as why as the great time why, did, as the what's his name would say, Getty Lee would say, uh, Tom Sawyer. I've I am like yeah. Tom Sawyer watching this whole thing. It's mind, but I can only imagine what you've seen and and known throughout your history of this entire world of the metal and hard rock music. Yeah, well, I've been on all sides of it. I've been on the label side, the management side, you know, been the guy myself doing stuff. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's the stories could go on forever. What Absolutely. did you do when you managed? You managed bands for a while? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How long ago? Yeah, I like, worked for the man. I worked for a management company in Brooklyn. I, after I left Megaforce, are we doing, is this what we're, are we doing this now or you want to yeah. reset? 
Yeah, no. Is that right? Yeah, is that okay or no? Yeah, it's okay. I would just, I wouldn't, uh, the only thing I'd say is maybe don't put the thing about the dead daisies guy in there. Because oh. I don't think they want people to know that he's, he's you know. Oh. I mean, maybe he did. Uh, what, you don't think? Yeah, well, no, that was like my favorite, most fascinating. <laughs> I loved it. Because I've been talking about this forever and ever. Like, when, when we started the band, I, I'm so stupid, Eddie. I thought, um, and to be honest with you, That's I don't think true. there's anything. Leave it in. It's not a secret. I mean, yeah, and the I don't... guy's got crazy money. His family owns Westgate. I didn't say anything bad. It's yeah, no, you didn't truth. say anything bad. It's just truth, and you didn't slander him. It's it's. It just is what it is, and I'm sitting there like, God, I wish I can do that. And and what I was leading to was, there's the, I'm starting to realize you need the money to become huge and famous. That to just put out a great song or a great album is not going to get you there. It just it's no, just not. I mean, no, you, you, and and here's the thing. This record that this band Dead Daisies made is the by far I think the best record they've made yet. And the the thing is though is prior to this they were still doing all the same stuff, you know, getting on big tours and working every angle they could work and um I don't blame them for doing so. Of course but not. Here's the thing. You still need to have the great song. The stars still have to be aligned today because if you think about it, perfect example. I mentioned that band to you just now. You didn't know who they were. No. And this this is not new. This scenario has been going on with them for a few years. So even getting, you know, people think, oh, I got the second or third build spot on whatever tour, uh, this tour, that tour. It still doesn't mean anything. It's still, unless you get all the stars to align and you make great music, it doesn't matter because you can have all these intangibles like that band has. You can be flying private. You can have the best publicists. You can have all this stuff. But that's still, they're still far from a household name. You can't buy it. You, you still have to deliver it. You're absolutely right. And even delivering it, you have to deliver it on a consistent basis and just keep plowing and doing and do. I. I've just learned so my I have so much respect for so many bands out there that are that are on top of the world, knowing how they got there and all that jazz. It's it's pretty mind boggling. But I, I admire a guy like that. Why not? If I had that, that's what I'd be doing. If I had a Well here's the thing you gotta admire. Yeah. The guy could be doing anything, anywhere, anytime with his money. And what he wants to do is go out and tour the world and play rock music and give musicians a job. So that's admirable in and of itself. But the thing is, is there's a lot of people that have wondered how these opportunities have come up for that band. And that's the story behind it. But uh, everybody's got their story. There have been bands over history that their, their managers have been the people who also work radio, who are radio promoters. So they've got the ear of the, in other words, they're kind of tied in doing independent radio promotion, and they're also managing the band. So they've got the ear of all the program directors. You know, this goes back for decades in the music business. Yes. None of this is anything new. Yes. I mean, there's always, everybody's got an angle. Everybody's trying to do, to pull something. I remember when I was a kid, we were I worked for Megaforce Records, 
back in those days, MTV used to have their all request show, the top 10 requests of the day. Right. And it was a big deal if you could get the music video in the top 10, right? Well, you know what the record labels used to do back then? They used to go and they used to have intern uh, kids that would be getting out of high school. They'd get out of school at three o'clock. They'd go, they'd put them in a giant room in a conference room in their, every day in their, in their office, and they would all, make all these kids just call every day, dial MTV, dial MTV, wow. and request whatever the priority was that week to get the video to show up in the top ten. So a lot of those videos that charted in the top ten back then, they weren't so much driven by fans. They were driven by the labels giving fans free records in order to show up at there every day and work their phones. Wow, Ooh, Eddie, you just gave me a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem, Jim, yeah. the problem with that is that there is no more MTV that moves the needle like that. Like no. back in the 80s, yes. you got your video on MTV. It was more powerful than any radio. Correct. Now you don't have that single powerful entity anymore that can do that. Right. You know, that's you're right, because I, I, I'm learning just from... Um, <sighs> It's it's sort of like you said. There's there's certain bands. Like I'll, I'll go to a festival, right? And I'm playing on these festivals, and I just I watch every band. I love the entire experience. I'm still in that child zone where I show up, like, oh my god, there's amps and there's trucks and there's all these bands, and wow, this is a ba- I like that band. And there he said hello to me, and this is so exciting, and we're gonna play, and I wonder how many people are gonna be here. And so I I, I still have it, and but. I've noticed certain bands that get, I'll listen, I'm like, God, I hear these guys every day on the radio. It's not particularly my favorite song, but they're considered, a, what, what do they call the new metal guys? The, what, what is this music? It's called new, new, there's there's classic rock now, and there's new rock, new age rock, whatever. Let, let's say like a, um, a Volbeat. What is Volbeat considered? What, what, I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what they're considered. I mean, they're, they're, they they appeal to metal fans, but they've got this whole different right. vibe going on. I haven't. I mean, I haven't quite figured out that band yet. I know a right. lot of people like them, and I've listened to them here and there, but I haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one minute the guy's singing like Elvis, and the next minute it's like I don't know. <laughs> they're doing well, but but Jim, you're right. There, it makes you wonder. Like, right? See, I think a lot of it too is that it's a it's a very the music business always was, and radio always was very copycat. So it only takes one band to be kind of anointed as the band. However, that happens, mm-hmm. and then everybody just kind of follows suit. And okay, that's the band. Whether yeah. it was Nickelback or Five Finger Death Punch or Volbeat, nothing against any of these bands, but once they get one through the door, yeah. then they become the band that, okay, that's our token band right now. And there's so many great bands that have been knocking it around for three, four, five years now that just can't get to that level of acceptance that I can't quite figure out why. And you don't know if it's luck, if it's uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, if it's... I mean, I don't know. Somebody's not somebody's not schmoozing the right person. I don't know. I mean, I just think my biggest thing is with the music business today is I, it's so convoluted. It used to be, and again, I'm a guy. I used to work. I worked for a label. I worked in management. It used to be that somebody handed you a CD, 
That meant you made it to a certain point. That meant you accomplished something. That meant you got to go into a studio, you got a record deal, you worked with a producer, you reached, you really were vetted out. You made, you cleared some hurdles. Now, mm. somebody hands you music, it could be anybody. Right. It came from anywhere. It came from their bedroom. It came from a studio. It came from a record company. It came from the guy next door. It's a file. It's a CD. It's a vinyl LP. It's like, it's the Wild West. Listen to it on YouTube. Listen to it here. Listen to it there. So the whole... And again, I know I sound like an old man when I no, talk no, like not this, at all. but I think it's really important because it just, there's no more gatekeepers anymore to say, okay, we weeded out the 90% of the shit to, to, and at least when we, at least when it's getting to the point where we're asking you to consume it, it's gone through a process and somebody's paid their dues. Nobody has to do that anymore. You know, that's sort of like the comedy world and every world, just where you said the wild west. I'll give a, a, a simple little example, and I think the internet, YouTube, uh, social media. There's there's two guys I can make an example. One I don't remember the name, but Jeff Dunham. All right, he's he's the guy who has a pup. He has puppets or, or Muppets, or and uh, one of them is the Muhammad. And I kill you! I kill you! I. I was on a New Year's Eve gig, and years ago, it was Comedy Central. If you're not on Comedy Central or HBO Special, that's it. You're not getting, you're just, and that's it. And even when you were on Comedy Central, you get your one month of play, and that's it. You're never seen again. That's it. It's over. Um, the internet has helped me tremendously in Netflix and all that jazz. But this guy, uh, I'm doing a New Year's Eve gig, and it's with Jeff Dunham and Kevin Meany. Um, and I'm... And and I when I in the eighties when I was starting out I remember watching Jeff Dunham going this guy's so funny these Muppets are so funny but he was a little comedy club and I'm watching him New Year's Eve and I think during his set I'm not gonna lie eh, eh fifty people are sitting there it was at Universal Studios so anyone could come in and watch maybe fifty right. people and I'm sitting on the side of the stage going this poor bastard. He's been doing this since the 80s. He's funny as hell. He's been on Carson a billion times. He's just not going to... It's just what it is. They're not going to give him a special because he does does puppets. And then all of a sudden, he comes out with this Mohammed... uh, Whatever the... And and it's a terrorist that blew himself up. And it's just a a skeleton. And I believe what happened... The legend story goes... Once the military bases got a hold of it, it spread worldwide and went bonkers. Mm. And he, it, it, I saw him three years later. He was selling out stadiums, mm. stadiums. There's another <laughs> a stadium that three three nights where the island in Nassau Coliseum sold out before they even tickets are now going sold out. They just had another. I'm like, oh my god. Mm. Um, but that's there's no rhyme or reason. It's he always was just as funny. He always was just as great. If from me, from what I've seen, it almost seems like bands and music is sort of heading the same way, with the exception of, like you said, a guy with money, Rob Caggiano. When I was when I was doing my album, he kept saying, well, "You you need to get investors." Like, for what? 
Can you, you get... do it in his voice, please? The impression, bro, bro. <laughs> you got it. You got to do. It. What are you? What are you doing with this? What are you, do, what are you doing? With... <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? I love you, that. you can't. Slagle, he's great, but he, he he ain't got. He don't have the money to back this. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, he can't put. I mean, we we in tour Lamb of God. We don't. We don't, bro. You you need you investors for what? You're gonna have to talk. You're not gonna make money for at least three years. I said, what? Three years? Are you out of your mind? He goes, bro. I, I'm just telling you, it's not gonna happen. Like, what are you, we're gonna be playing the radio. <laughs> and I said, well, wait. I said, what about and they start? Who said they're playing you on the radio? I said, well, well why are we making music? What are we, what am I making music to hand out to my neighbors? What am I doing? Goes, oh, the music is gonna be good enough for radio. It's just you need. You need people to put on the radio, and you know, that's where the money comes from. And I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head. He wouldn't explain until even when I talked to management, I talked to agents. Like, what do you need? And they're almost afraid to say it. Well, you know, it comes down to money. Well, how much money? <laughs> well, you know, if you want to expense, you're talking about I don't know, hundred thousand, hundred, hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's just like what you said. Well, this guy's a manager of this band and this band, and he has these three huge radio stations. What? How do you get? Well, it's just what it is. And this, and and it just it was such an eye opener. But I respect that business. If you, if you, Jim, if you trace some of these lines really closely on the inside, there in the history of the music business. There always has been some level of corruption. Correct. Um, and and it's 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 whether back in the seventies it was payola, it was this, it was that. But these days, yeah, what's happened now is that and and Casiano is totally right. Yes. And I, I have that sort of heart to heart with my friends all the time because all every day I'm hearing from bands from the eighties, the nineties, new bands all coming to me saying, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And just like you, they don't want to hear the truth. Because back then, at least back in the old days, you got a record company, right? and they would shoulder that load. right? And they would do that. Now record companies are in such dire straits that basically, hey, we're going to give you a little money to make the record. Right. We're going to do distribution for you. But pretty much the rest is up to you, especially outside of the first week. Because now everything is loaded into the first week. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. After seven days, your record might as well be three years old. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. Right. It used right. to be. It used to be like you built the record, came out three, four, five months in. You built a second single, third single. You're getting momentum. You're getting on the charts. You're moving up the charts. Now promote the record three months before it even comes out. The day it comes out. Yell and beat your chest about your chart position because by week two you'll be off the chart and forgotten. <laughs> Dude, you and nailed it. You crazy. Nailed it. It's crazy. I see it all the time. I get into it all the time with these people at record companies and stuff. I said, Why are you sending me an artist to promote a record that's not coming out for 10, 12 weeks? Everybody's got such short attention spans. Yeah. Promote the record the day the person can hear it and then go right to the store and buy it. Yeah. But everything is on its head. Everybody's scrambling. And the record companies, it's just, they're, they're just, what's left of them are vehicles to deliver the records. The, the whole thing end up, ends up ultimately falling on the artist or the management if they want to dig deep 
and go outside because there's a ton of mercenaries you can hire. Because all the people from record companies have been let go, they now all have jobs working on their own. Independent promotion, independent marketing, independent publicity. So there's no shortage of people who say, hey, give me X and I'll work your record for eight weeks at whatever level. Mm. They're all over the place. Mm. But, but you have to be able to want to spend that money. And it's not easy for anybody. Look no further than Jason Newstead for an example of that. This right. guy's the bass player in Metallica. Yes. He stuck his nose back in. Newstead, I'm bringing back metal. Yes. Keep metal alive. Came on my shows, beat, you know, metal, I'm back, I'm back. He put his nose out there for a year. He, he couldn't believe it. He pulled right back. He went back underground. Yeah, what happened? You know, that, I, I love that you brought that up, Eddie. I was following him, and I went, Oh my God, I love this song. I, I love that. He's going to be singing. Oh, he's singing. This is great. And he, and he put out that one song and I kept waiting and waiting and it just, it just disappeared. And I actually, about a month or two ago, went on the internet and actually looked for it. I couldn't find it. And I'm like, what is going on with oh, him? Oh, he took everything down. He took what down happened? his social yes, media. Yes, what happened? His website, A, he went underground. He, 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 uh, he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't like the business the way it is now. I mean, listen, this is hard for fans to understand. Yeah, but they a lot need of fans, to understand. They That's do, a lot. That's because my a lot of fans, dude, a lot of fans think, oh, you were a guy in Metallica. Oh, you were a guy in ACDC. Oh, you were a guy in Aerosmith. You can go do anything and your fans are going to follow. Correct. Not true at all exactly it doesn't work that way jason newstead was out banging his heading against the wall in clubs trying to get arrested with his music <laughs> this is a guy from metallica didn't happen he did a guy like that who's got money and already had the, the fame he's not going to stay out there and, and beat the drum forever to try to make it happen and dig into his pocket forever and exhaust his resources mm. but but look at the the, the history's littered with this stuff I just saw Brad Whitford from Aerosmith. He's playing in clubs with Derek St. Holmes from Ted Nugent. They're drawing 150 people. Wow. They're a great band, but you would think, oh, the guy from Aerosmith's playing? I got to go. No, it doesn't work that way. That's why bands have wars over name ownership, because the name always usually mm. supersedes uh, the, 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 the people in the band. But right. Jason, interestingly enough, just got in touch with me. And he's going to come back, and he only wants to do acoustic music now. Oh, no. Oh, so no. I don't know. I'm going to actually talk to him on Monday and see what he's got going on. But for a while, he likes to paint and stuff. He just checked out altogether. And it was really crazy because he came back really beating the drum strong about... I remember. You know, bring back. He, he gave me a shirt, listen to metal. This, I mean, he was like the, the flag waver. And then after... He saw what, you know, <laughs> the reality of <laughs> Well, dude, I'll be honest I got a feeling his wife saw the bank account and what was going out and said, uh, you know, no, no, no. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> Eddie, that's so funny. I just had a conversation with a, with a, uh, long story short, a radio promo guy, okay, who works with a label. Right. And he goes, you, meaning me, are an ideal 
uh, artist, meaning you're willing to do everything, put yourself out there, do anything. I've never you you're you said you want to go to the stations, you'll give free shows, you'll whatever you you're there, you're there. He goes, um uh it's just uh he goes, um I don't think you'll keep this stamina up that much longer. I went, no, no, no. And he laughed. He laughed hard at me. And I went, no, I'm serious, man. I, I'm, Dude, I I know I got a window and I love what I'm doing. He went, no, I know. I know. I'm just, uh, it, it's going to get very exhausting. I'm just telling you. And it's like they all have this big secret that they won't just lay it on the line. And what I've discovered is you need you need hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you need that hundreds of thousands of dollars, like a mafia showing up going, play this, play this. Okay, we're an advertising company. Advertise my product. And in the same time, play these songs over and over. And even then, it's just such a bizarre... Right, because even then, even then, there's some intangible that you need. Yep. Because... Look at, again, the case of this band, Dead Daisies. They have the resources. Right. That guy, Dave, who, who who's, owns that whole thing, he has the resources. He, he, he has, uh, has independent publicists. He has independent promotion. Mm-hmm. And he's making a dent slowly but surely chipping away. But it's not – money is not the only thing. Right. You're pretty much dead in the water without it. Yes. But you, you – you, you do need more than just that. Right. You need you need something. You need that show. You need that spark. You need something. Um, I, I, I love it, and I'm fascinated by all of it. I love talking to someone like you that just knows the world so well. It's, it's freaking amazing. It's a hard spot for me, though, because, you know, I'm a... I'm a Incredible! I'm incredibly realistic about this stuff, and at the same token, I'm also a fan right. and a friend to a lot of these guys who mm. come to me for my advice, my counsel on these things. So it, it's a tough spot because I'm 99% of the time going to tell them something they don't want to hear. Right. But I, if they want it straight as a friend, I'm obligated to do it. And I always end every talk with, man, I hope you prove me wrong. But this is how it's going to be. <laughs> right. And right. unfortunately, very few do. Right. I, have a, I have a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine, a guy named Kenny Dubman. And he is a brilliant guitar player. He was a guy. He played in a jersey band, a legendary jersey band called Prophet. And and they put I signed him to a record deal at Megaforce like late eighties. But Kenny is such a great player. He Kenny was an influence to other Jersey players like the guys in Skid Row, uh, Zach Wild. All these guys grew up loving Kenny. They made it. He didn't. So Kenny checked out of the business. He became a captain of a fishing boat. He just played funk for fun on the weekend, whatever, and said, "Forget it. I'm giving that up." About a year ago. Kenny, who's still a brilliant guitar player, calls me up. You know, now Kenny's 50, 51, 52, and says, hey, I'm going to make a record. I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring American rock music back. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And and I, I I just... 
I said, I listen, <laughs> I hate to laugh, but I know why you're laughing, because in my mind, I know he's not. If it was only about talent... Yes. Jim, if it was only about talent, yes. he'd be Jimmy Page. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it's not, and I know that, but these guys, they, they, and then they go and they put their toe in the water, and they're like, whoa, that water's cold, and before you know it, you're back on the fishing boat. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I wish it wasn't like that, because I love these guys, but... I tell people oh, all the time, I say, listen, do it because it's your passion yes. and what you want to do. Yes. And if you get anything more out of it than that, then it's gravy. And For you, listen, oh. you're a great stand-up comic. You've oh. got that as your thing to fall back on. You can yep. always go out and do gigs and make people laugh and pay the bills and, and support yep. your family. But right. for these guys, that's that's all they do. Yeah. I feel bad because it's like, man, you got to have another plan because it's crazy out there. Now, Eddie... Well, A, I was laughing hard because they're, it's just so real, those stories. That's why I love you. Uh, the other is, <laughs> he said, I, when I first started making this record, right? And, and this is years ago I started thinking this. I went, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do metal music, and I'm going to put it back on I'm gonna I'm gonna make it mainstream again I'm gonna get on the pop channels with metal and we're gonna break down the damn and I'm gonna put out a song like Raising Teenage Girls gonna be huge with the soccer moms and they're gonna go I don't like this music but I I, I love this what it's about and then boom it's gonna be a monster and then I'm gonna be at the award show and it's just so funny you get in there i'm not i'm not a pessimistic guy at all <laughs> right but every day i sit at my desk and see stuff come over with the hype machine for that week and i just shake my head and just go ain't gonna happen ain't gonna happen I mean, again, I mean, I can't tell you, I can name a thousand examples of it. You yes. know, there's this guy, this band from the 70s, Angel, and their guitar player was this guy that people loved and, you know, for in that era. And he checked out of the music business for 30 years. He ran tanning salons in North Carolina. He was done. All of a sudden, he's coming back. Okay. He made a great record, by the way. Of course. But you just, and people say to me, and then when I'm talking to people, well, we're going to get ready to plan the tour. Whoa, 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 what tour? You're not touring. Oh. Wait, where, wait, wait, how are you going to tour? Where are the people coming from? In order to tour, the people have to come to the show. <laughs> not, the people aren't going to come. They don't know because you don't have the publicity and right. you don't have the promotion. And you're also a 60-something-year-old guy that's been out of the business for 30 years. I can't stress enough, I'm not saying any of this to, to be cruel to these artists. Right. They're friends, and I'm a fan, and they're super talented, and I wish I was wrong. But they, they, they think one thing, and they don't know the reality of what's out there. And if you really think about it, there's very few artists that actually tour because it's expensive and it's hard to do. You, you, most artists do, even if you're an 80s band that had some big hits or whatever, you're doing what they call the weekend fly-in stuff. 
You fly in on rented gear. You do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You fly home. You don't tour. The, the, only the really mega bands, tour. Are, with a few exceptions, are getting in a bus and playing six nights a week somewhere. Right. Because you have to have an audience that can sustain that, and you have to be drawing enough people and getting enough of a guarantee to mm. offset the cost of having a crew in a bus. Right. And most people never want to talk about the second word in music business. Business. Right. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just business, and fans forget that. That's why they always say, oh, my favorite band's going to go on tour. I can't wait to see them. No, you're probably going to have to drive to them because they're only going to play three shows all year. Mm. You're right. You're absolutely right. That is, well, what I've learned too is the one thing I, I do is passion. I, I have so much fun with this, so much fun with this. As long as I'm continuing on the front end, I'm not going under. I'm still going to be kicking ass, and I, I think I'm going to be all right for a while, as long as I keep bringing it, as long as I keep having passion, and eventually I'm going to mix my worlds, and and I also. I would like to see it as sort of like a, I'm sure you saw Rock of Ages. To me, like what I'm trying to do is Rock of Ages for a one-man show as a dad. And the songs are raising his girl. It's almost like, hey, man, this is a cool little play. And, and by the way, it's kind of hard rock metal-ish. Uh, I've had those things. But again, just like just listening to you is just... You should be my. You should be everyone's consultant. We should call. <laughs> I, I want to be able to call you Eddie once a month every time I have this huge idea. <laughs> so we can tell you why it's not going to work. And, and, and no, but I, <laughs> this is what friends do. Yeah, you know, I don't. This is what I say from game one. I don't want yes men. I want reality. A reality. I check. want reality check. Yeah, We're going to call it Eddie Trunks reality <laughs> that's check. Amazing. That's what we want. Well, well, listen, that's what Cassiano was doing for you in a nice way. It yes. sounds like. He was, but but but, but I, I I and I do that for people all the time. But they you don't know, I, I I really like I said, it's what they don't want to hear at that time. And then in a couple weeks later, they'll call me like Jesus Christ, it's brutal, brutal out there. You know what the fuck? And I'm like, well, I kind of told you. I mean, that's that's the thing. And and listen, the thing that drives these younger guys is that. There is always that one that pushes through yes, and finds yeah. a way to do it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just so absolutely fun. delusional about where they s- sit and what their, 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 the viability of them uh, doing, uh, having success in the music industry is. Uh, it's amazing. It's a young man's game as well, you know. I, I hate to say it, but ageism does play into it. You know, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, this guy, this guy Punky made a great record, and if anybody else would have put it out and, and it would have been a different era, record would have been great. But, I mean, it, unfortunately, whether it's my friend Kenny or Punky or any of these guys, you know, 50, 60-year-old guy trying to make a comeback or something or, or make their first moves, it's just... It's a it's a rough thing, right? Well, I got an offbeat question for you because I don't want to eat up too much of your time. This is God. This has been like one of the greatest conversations I had in a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy Jeff on the fishing boat. You think he still wants to play guitar? <laughs> Kenny, I mean Kenny. I'm literally, we're literally looking uh, at guitarist on tomorrow. Tomorrow? Is it tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. You're kidding. Uh huh. Tomorrow. Wow. He's a brilliant guitar player. 
do you think he'd want to play guitar and some little again again that's the thing that's the thing i gotta be really clear about when i'm talking about all these people i'm not for a minute slamming them or their ability or right. their talent or their passion right i'm just talking the viability of being able to do something but right. i'll certainly uh, when i hang up the phone i'll put a text into kenny and see where he's at and what he wants to do and if he's you know if he's looking to to, to do some shows but he's the type of guy that can you know, he, he's the guy the behind the guy, day. and he can play brilliantly anything. Wow. See, that's a guy I'd love to t- t- talk to that wants to have fun. And, he, and all he's got is this, not all he has, but at the end of the day, he's all right. He's got his fishing boat. He's like, yeah, you wanna, yeah you're going to go to Europe for a while, all these festivals? Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I can play there. It'll be fun. That, like, who is that guy? Where is that guy? It's very hard. It's not hard to find, but... I may be hitting you up more and more, but for for people like that, if and especially in the Jersey area, you know, it's easy to talk to the label because yeah, I got this guy. It scares the life out of me when I go. Yeah, I got this guy from L.A. I'm like, oh, it's so right. yeah. You what want you now? want a couple boys you can call up and go out and exactly. you know, have some fun with and do the gig. Yeah, well, not only that. Like, you don't want to like. All right, now I got to fly this guy from L.A. and just hope I like him. And then right. we're going to play, and then we're going to rehearse three nights, and now we're doing shows. Oh, my God. It scares me. And if I don't like him, he knows where I live. And- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't want to do that. He needs Got a place to stay, number. and now we're stuck. But um, Eddie, let's catch up again. This is I've eaten too much of your time already, and I can't thank you enough. No, man. No problem. I Of course, I enjoy talking to you. This is fun. And hey, by the way. Yeah. You and I had a speaking of your record. You and I had a conversation at your house when it came out. Yeah. For the radio thing, which I'm not sure what happened with that, but uh, I have the complete played, audio of that. Com- th- oh yeah. That conversation. Oh, I'd love to. Can we play that? Can we put it somewhere? Well, no, I finally just got it. So okay. I mean, I got it sent to me just recently. So Great. I am going to post that Great. entire conversation, which I also loved. Great. Uh, talking about your record and everything else. So I'm going to post that up as my podcast in awesome. the next week or two. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll, Everyone heard this. I was this. just able to get it. So we'll get that out to everybody because we, we yapped for like an hour and a half in your basement. Oh, my God. That was a long conversation. That was a great, that was a great conversation. And then, um, you know, I'll give you a call and text about the other text that I text yes, you about. And <laughs> if you want me to reach out to Kenny yeah. about the guitar thing, let me know. Why not? Why not? You know, and, and one question for you before we go. Go ahead, Eddie. Will you go see ACDC with Axl Rose singing? No. You're out. No, I don't want. I don't want any part of that. It's too. Okay. Weir- it's too weird for me. It just makes. It's. You know what it is. My parents just split up, and now all of a sudden I have a stepmother. And I'm gonna go watch her cook. I, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying my stepmom can't cook or she's not a nice lady. I'm just not mentally ready for it. I, I'm I'm still have open wounds. I can't. I I'm not doing it. I'm out. I, I understand. Would Would Rob Caggiano go? Come on, you kidding me? Come on, <laughs> stupid question, Eddie. Come on, I ain't even gonna answer that. <laughs> Stupid! Come on, the guy's ridiculous. Come on, I ain't gonna sit on. I'm not gonna answer that. Bro, you gotta look at his chick. You know Eddie. what's funny? <laughs> yeah. You do you do an impressions of Casciano is like more pe- than uh, people ever heard him speak in any <laughs> band he's ever been in. You're right. Wait, hold on. Hey, hold on a second. It's uh, it's Mike. Mike, what do you want? Where am I coming? 
We'll go crazy. <laughs> we'll have an after dinner coffee and we'll go to uh, the Starbucks and we'll talk to Rock and we'll get crazy. I love That's it, man. That's the reality. The, ra- the reality is we'll have a club sandwich and a nice tea somewhere. Yeah, no, the reality is we'll open up a bottle of wine and I'm sleeping over after two glasses and we're both sleeping. There you in go. The- we both fell asleep on your back patio. That's what. That's the reality. Oh. <laughs> and I All love right, you, bro, man. I'll Thank you, brother. You. Take care, Eddie. See you, Mike. See you later. The great Eddie Trunk. That's fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Totally. And just think, one of our podcasts, you really wanted to challenge him. We. <laughs> who, who wanted to challenge Joe. him? Joe. Joe wanted to get Mike, his mic. Is, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Professor Metalhead. Professor Chris, Metalhead. Chris, his name is. Chris, to go against Eddie. Yeah. It's. it's I wouldn't one. even do that to Eddie. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste his time. <laughs> Joe still wants him to go against him. <laughs> Joe still thinks he'll win. If it's Metallica, I'm not gonna allow Judas it. Priest. I'm not going to allow it. I would never allow it. God, that was such a great conversation. I can tell you, when I was in fourth grade, I used to put on Metal Mania, which was Eddie Trunk's show on DHA, Friday nights, 10 to 1 in the morning, every Friday. Yeah, me I'd too. Hit record, yeah. and whatever he played was my soundtrack for the next week. Yep. It was like, I remember him playing Pounding Metal from Exciter. Exciter were my favorite band for a week. Wow. Armed and Dangerous. Uh, Saxon, song from yes. Saxon. Like, whatever he played, because that was my, that was the only place I could find bands. It was either your friend told you about a band, yeah. but there was no, there was no other station. There was no even, there was no other time to listen to that. It had to be 10 to 1 right. Friday. Right. And I would just, rec- if I fell asleep, I was like, please just have record hit. Right. So I could go back in the morning. And you would record with the two buttons. Yeah. The play and record you mm-hmm. had to hit. Yep. And then and if I fell asleep, I would just be wake up the next morning and be like, I got another half hour on that side of the tape. That's awesome. See, but, 90 minute tapes? Yeah. 45 was, minutes on one side? I, it would be, I just had stacks. Metal Mania, the date. Metal Mania, the date. Wow, we should find them. You think you it's, still have them? I might. I might have them. I found. I have video of me doing Headbangers Ball like in the late '80s and and recording. It was like Rat. Uh huh. Oh, I had and Van Halen and Motley Crue and D. Snyder was the first one to do. I think Headbangers Ball. Like it wasn't a show. It was. It was a host. Right. For it was one. Like, it'd yes. be like once every four months. Right. And then right. they started making it a show. A regular yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was exciting. We went all over the place. And yeah. if you want to talk about wiffle ball and end it, that's fine by me. No, it's fine. It's good. I heard you were absolutely the MVP of the entire day. That's what I heard. And then tragically... I didn't the, lose, though. 
I didn't lose it. Tragically, at the very end, <laughs> Charlie stuck out his bat and got a triple. Charlie got a triple. Off Charlie of you. was shocked. Charlie was in shock. <laughs> and that kind of sunk the ship. No, no, no. If, I'm just telling you what they said. Okay, let me just tell you. It started raining. Pouring, and, I heard. And there's mud all over. I remember when we won the, when I won the championship, mm-hmm. it was the same way. When the rain, when the air is heavy. Yes. And there's mud on that ball. It's heavy. I can throw that thing in oh. right on the ground and it goes right in. I remember the, my teammates were just going, oh my. I can't hit that. Yeah. I can't hit it. Yeah. And it's, all I, I was just like, and then we let up three runs and then I come back in, get two outs. Unreal. Three. But it was. It was, was Joe giving up three runs? Joe wasn't. Pl- Joe didn't pitch. We had three pitchers. Joe was. The, yeah, you, pitch. Joe, and this Anthony? other guy. This other guy, Ed. Who's Ed? Fo- he was one of Anthony's friends. Okay. So. Got it. Yeah, but it. The games were amazing. Like those last two games. Who was on? Uh, Dan Reardon. It was which was always my team. It's like me, Dan, Sam. Yeah, the, and, and we always get stuck with someone yeah, else. Someone else. Yeah, I don't remember who their other guy was. They did okay. Uh, they weren't at the end. They weren't at the end. No, it was we were undefeated. We even beat Tony's team. I so I heard. And then we had to. They had to beat us twice. And they did. It went into extra innings, and the games were honestly you had no idea who it was. Back and forth. Right. Four, three, five, four. Right. Amazing game. Right. It was so fun. Joe caught one, r- snagged a home run from going over the wall. It was so fun. Sounds like it was fun. It was a blast. Um, cool beans, man. Good. All this right. was a good hangout. Yeah. We'll see, I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. We'll figure it out. All right, yeah. man. All right. Good hanging. Bye. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Run to Old Navy right now to get up to 50% off store-wide. Stock up on all of Old Navy's best-selling style faves, like tees from 5 bucks, dresses from 12 bucks, and jeans for the family from 15 bucks. Plus, get up to 75% off clearance. But you'd better hurry. At these prices, Old Navy's style faves are sure to go fast. Run to Old Navy right now. Valid 113 to 122. Select styles only. Clearance valid through 122.